Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I have another um, menstrual cycle kind of week recap. So this week um, over on Instagram, I was talking all about the ovulation phase. So I'm kind of dropping these episodes if you haven't tuned in um, to the last Fridays is I'm kind of recapping what I've been dropping on Instagram for the week because I know not everyone has social media and you know what? We miss things because the algorithm does not show us everything. So I wanted to have um, this kind of content for you so you can just kind of be like, yes, I'm going to take notes and implement anything that you want um, from these episodes, especially if you're having some period pain. You know, if this is something that you've been struggling with, I think these episodes will help get you on the right track of learning, oh yes, these are the practices to implement during this phase of my cycle. And by doing so, my goal is to help you reduce period pain and reduce maybe the crunchy feelings that we get. Um, It's normal to have fluctuation throughout our cycle in terms of our mood and our energy, but it's not normal to have intense cramps. It's not normal to feel like I want to burn everything down. You know, that's often a phrase I use because I've heard so many of my friends say it as well as clients. You know, they're like, yeah, you just get really self-critical in that luteal phase. And yes, that's going to happen, but not to the point where we should be just really beating ourselves up and feel like we have to go hide for 10 days, which is often what I see. And that's often where we've probably overdone it during the rest of our cycle phase. And that's what's coming through. And so this ovulation, this ovulation time is one with the Pitta energy And the Pitta energy carries over into the luteal phase. And so if we're not balanced during this ovulation phase, it really does kind of kick us off into that luteal spin. Because that, again, is that Pitta, the anger, the judgment, the the quick to criticize. Those are all feelings that come up with an imbalanced Pitta, which often a lot of us start to feel those last few days of our luteal phase. So that's where coming into play here during this ovulation phase, let's talk about what's going on with our bodies. So typically... This is going to occur. Usually it's going to be a day, but I'm saying in general on days 12 through 16 of your cycle, it depends when you ovulate. Um, I like to to test ovulation with basal body temperature, as well as looking at cervical mucus. So you should be able to, um, if you've maybe seen pictures of this, where it's like an egg shell or like the, um, not egg shell, the egg inside of an egg, the egg yolk. And when you pull it apart, it's kind of like that stringy um, bouncy feeling. That's kind of when you know that you're ovulating. So there's different, um, memes going around, or even if you Google it, you'll find pictures of like the stickiness that you're looking for. And that's the cervical mucus that I'm talking about as well as the basal body temperature where your um, temperature will increase. So if you track that every day, that's a wonderful way to kind of really get in tune to see what days, um, you know, what day you're starting to ovulate. So at this time, estrogen is peaking an egg is being released foods to focus on liver supporting foods. So berries, beets, um, you got your cauliflower, your broccoli, grapefruit, nuts, and fish. And so in Ayurveda, we like to soak nuts overnight. So if you're a really big nut fan, sometimes they're harder to digest and they can actually aggravate the pitta. So soaking them overnight and then peeling the shell off is actually what's really, really recommended. Um, but if you're like, I, I, I'm not going to peel the shell off, Andrea, you know, just soaking, soaking them overnight is a great step to take. And then focusing on the light, but nourishing foods. So again, Pitta doesn't like overly heavy things, but you want some eggs, some lentils, dark leafy greens. Those are all great options. And then workouts. If you're a big hit fan or workout uh, bootcamp fan, um, those type of styles where you're really kind of pushing it to the max, this is the time where your body is more equipped to handle that. It's often when you have the most energy. 
Now I say that with an asterisk, because if you have endometriosis, you'll know this time can be painful. And so if you're having a painful ovulation period, um, you're not going to want to do those hit workouts. You're going to be more into that menstrual phase of the restorative of the walks, you know, just relaxing the body rather than pushing it when it's already not feeling great. So that's kind of knowing your body and knowing what feels best to you. If you're like, Hey, you know what? I'm not a big fan of boot camp or hit style workouts. This does not mean that you have to do them at this phase. You know, for me, I really like just strictly strength training and building muscle. I just continue that through my ovulation phase knowing, Hey, you know what? you know, the heaviest weights I have actually at home are 30 pounders. So I'm going to use my 30 pounders because I feel more empowered to use those versus, you know, my, maybe on day 27, where I'm not feeling quite as strong, I will probably lift my twenties or 25. So I'm going to take it down a notch. So that's how I use it. If you're, if you're someone who also likes to strength train, that's how I, you know, kind of look at my cycle with strength training. And then with yoga, this would be the time for the vinyasas, the faster flows at this time as well. I would cautious, I'd be cautious of the, um, hot flow, like your, you know, your, um, your Bikrams or core powers, because sometimes the heat can again, aggravate the Pitta. So if it is summer and you're in the ovulation and you tend to get that really, um, intense luteal phase judgment and anger, I would probably lay off the hot yoga at the ovulation time. I would probably maybe just go to a regular class, um, of a vinyasa where the studio is not as hot just to make sure that that's not, um, you know, kind of being one of the triggers that influences you during that late luteal phase. All right. So now talking about pranayamas for this ovulation phase, this one's kind of a fun little, um, breath work. So shitali is a common one. And I've talked about that one before, but this one is called shitkari. And so this one's a little different. It's a little twist. Sometimes people find this one a little bit easier, especially if you can't roll your tongues. And it's one that it's good to, you know, get grounded. It reduces the intensity in the body and how we're going to do this is you'll just find a comfortable seated position. You'd place the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth. You keep your teeth together and you kind of form a smile. You'll take an inhale through your teeth and through that smile. And then you exhale through your nose. You can kind of close your mouth if you want. Um, and then exhale it out through your nose. And it kind of sounds like a hissing snake. So I'll see if I can make the noise on the mic, but so you can kind of see the alternating between the breathing in breathing out. And so again, some of those benefits, again, it's cooling to the body. It relaxes the body and the mind. It removes hunger, thirst, and sleep. So, um, this is a great time to do it in the morning to kind of shake off the sluggish kapha energy. And then it's good for your health and teeth health of your teeth and your gums. So if you're looking for a, a different cooling breath work and you're tired of um, shitali, this is a great one um, to try shitkari instead. All right. So now what's the Ayurvedic take on the ovulation phase? So again, I've talked about pitta. Pitta is rising in the body and it continues to rise throughout that luteal phase. Um, you know, we often notice it in that late luteal phase as those imbalances with the crankiness, the anger, the PMS, now we also notice it as, Hey, this is the time I get things done. This is the time in that um, late luteal phase when I'm in balance that I can check off my to-do list. I get through all of my tasks because my Pitta is again, that workhorse, they're the driver. So that's kind of the flip side of the, you know, if you're out of balance, you might have the, the anger, the crankiness, the general PMS symptoms. But if you're in balance, you're like, no, I'm really getting stuff done. I'm productive. So you can kind of see Pitta at play in both ways. 
So ways that you can kind of focus on that time right now in the ovulation is self-care. So what things make you feel grounded, you know, connecting to your inner wisdom for everyone, it's going to be different. So depending on what dosha you are. So let's break this down. If you're a kapha dosha, self-care for you might be, I got to move my body. If you're a pitta dosha and you're in that pitta time of your cycle, and let's say it's pitta, let's say it's the pitta season, the summer. Well, we got to make sure that we're chilling out. We got to make sure we have some afternoon self-care, whether that be just step away from work, step away from the devices is usually what I recommend to a lot of my pittas, myself included, you know, all summer long, I've been kind of going out to my trampoline, laying down on it, grabbing a book. And I meditate for about 20 minutes. And then I read my book for about 20 minutes. So I take a nice big self-care break. So I'm not overdoing it in the hot summer months. So my pitta doesn't become too inflamed. And then finally for that vata, the vata is probably going to be doing some grounding because the vata needs that, that grounding energy, even as the pitta comes. Cause often a lot of the people I work with are pitta vata in some combination. And so making sure that both of those doshas are happy, um, are, is really key. Now, another, um, practice to introduce is nausea. So using nausea oil. So especially if you're prone to the anger, the irritability, the judgment, or if you get stuck in your own head mentally, um, or if you're prone to headaches, if you're actually looking for a physical symptom, if you get headaches during the menstrual phase, um, nausea is a great practice to introduce. It balances the energy in your head, which in turn is going to help balance your body. You just want to avoid nausea oil, um, during your bleeding phase. So nausea oil is, you can buy it online. If you just kind of Google Banyan botanicals has, um, a little bottle, but you can either use the eyedropper. It comes with an eyedropper and you can drop it. You tip your head back and you drop it into the nostril and then you are the nostril and you kind of plug, you know, kind of quickly pulse your nose, your nostrils together. Um, and then just breathe into that. And you might lay there for a minute or two. Now, a lot of the people, myself included, I prefer to just do a little bit on the end and kind of use my finger. I don't like the sensation of the, the oil leaking all the way down. Cause you can feel it like come up to that midbrain or that third eye point and it kind of freaks me out. And so I prefer the, you know, just at the end of the nose and sticking my, my pinky up my nose instead. So it really depends on preference there, which is funny because I love the neti pot and I use that. And that's probably also a similar sensation. So it's one that I'm still trying to, you know, work on getting used to. Um, but nausea oil is a great, a great practice to do for balancing that pitta. And then the other one, that's another self-care practice is having a breast massage. And I've also done this. Um, I did a solo podcast all about this probably now a few years ago about how to do one. I'll try to link it in the show notes so that way you can, you know, go through the podcast if you want. And then I also have a step-by-step blog on each of the practices to give yourself a breast massage. And so, especially if you suffer from, you know, the midway point when maybe your breasts are a little more tender, or maybe you get some intense breast pain, um, it helps move the lymph around. And so hopefully there's not that stagnant energy that might happen. And then hopefully you're, you're not going to have that intense breast pain, um, right before you bleed. So that's kind of the goal with giving yourself the breast massage during this ovulation time. All right. Now kind of tagging on to the next piece of the yoga Ayurvedic, um, theme is what, uh, what are the best yoga practices for the ovulation phase? So this is, again, these are Pitta balancing poses. And we're going to focus on forward bends. We're going to focus on back bends, twist and extensions. So those are all going to help pacify that pitta. And so if you're looking at poses, you might do bow pose where you lay in your belly and you grab your feet back behind you. 
You might do a standing or a seated forward fold. You could do a bridge pose with a chest opener. You can do a recline twist of your choice. And then cat cow as an extension is also a great option. So those are some ideas for how to introduce yoga into your routine at this phase. And then finally, here's a tip from my book. Um, this one is all about cooling gems. So again, we're staying cool. And this is actually one that I wrote in my fall section. So the pitta dosha again is predominant um, during this time during the ovulation phase. And you might notice that fire and that intensity building up in the body. So to stay grounded, you might put some cooling gems, maybe on your desk, maybe in your kitchen. Um, maybe you hold one during a meditation practice or you put one in your, like your pocket. So you can have it in your pocket. I, am, I know people have done it in their bras. So just different ways to use these stones. So what are cooling gems? Some examples are pearls, amethyst, moonstone, emeralds, and then clear quartz are all cooling gems. So now if you're like, oh, I don't have any gems. Um, I don't have any crystals. I don't necessarily want to get any. Another great option is just going outside and then looking maybe around your yard, maybe around your next, next time you take a walk out in nature, any rock that speaks to you and then go ahead and just use that. You know, a lot of it is all about our intuition. So often when I've been to crystal shops, um, and you know, people are always like, what, which one is right for me? It really is all about what's speaking to you. And that's the same as a rock out in nature. You know, we've all had that rock where we see and we're like, I just need to, I just need to have this one. It's so pretty. Like it's just speaking to us and we're not sure why. Um, like my son does that all the time. He loves collecting rocks when we go out in our favorite nature trail and he'll see one. He's like, I need to add this one to my collection. And um, it might look like all the other rocks, but for some reason, this one is speaking to him. So that's kind of the same thing when you're looking for your own crystals or when you're looking for your own rock, that's kind of what you do is you just really trust your intuition. Um, and that's a great exercise in learning how to trust yourself and trust your intuition, you know, seeing what comes up, like this is, this is the rock for me. So for me, purple amethyst, they speak to me. That is definitely my my go-to. I have a amethyst necklace that I've talked about before that really called to me in a um, deep meditation. And then it even like in the meditation, I was told to go to this particular store in Salem, Massachusetts. And um, you know, if, if this, if this necklace was there with that purple amethyst it's meant to be. And so I'm walking around the store, walking around the store and I'm, I'm not seeing any, I'm not seeing any crystals. And then all of a sudden this lady moves to the side and what do you know? They had like two purple amethyst necklace hanging in the back. And this, you know, the one I picked spoke to me and I'm like, wow, like, what are the odds? Like this, these are the only crystals. They didn't have a ton of crystals in the shop. Um, but it all came through from that meditation. And so little things like that, you might get nudges and that's where you're like, I have no idea why I got to trust myself. I got to act on this. It's something that I need. So, um, you know, that's how I would look at approaching any of the crystals or any of the, like for me, jewel weed is a local store here, um, in Wyzetta. That's one of my favorites to go to. And, um, I'm in Minnesota, but if you ever do visit, you know, definitely head to jewel weed. They have tons of crystals. You have tons of just holistic, um, elements there. And so picking something that's really speaking to you, that's, that's the best way to kind of start to trust your intuition. All right. So these are kind of the, um, the tips that I had for the ovulation phase. And I would just love to know for myself, ovulation feels great. I often like to do speaking gigs at this time. Um, if I'm running circles, it's a wonderful time for me to be in the ovulation phase. 
Um, I have that you, we all do. We have that magnetic energy at this time. Um, you just feel more connected to people. So this is a great time to do any of those gigs, um, and the the best that you can, because obviously I know everyone's job is going to be different and how you can kind of align your schedule, but doing the best you can is how I kind of look at working with my cycle. So if you want to dive deeper, um, I do have the free five day menstrual cycle immersion class coming up. It's going to be from September 5th through the 9th. And it's just going to give you more tips from an Ayurvedic and yogic lens of how to really approach your menstrual cycle and how to really come into um, one with it and be cool and calm and collected all month long and to understand what these phases are telling us and how to best optimize our own schedule with our own cycle. So if that's something that's uh, of interest to you, check out that in my show notes. Um, it will be over on my website, which is just my name, andreaclausen.com. Um, and join me. I'm really excited. We'll have a live class on September 8th. So you'll be able to ask questions live Facebook group to ask questions. I'm going to, I usually always pop in and do daily lives and, um, I just like to educate. So let me know what questions you have. Otherwise definitely head up and sign up for that. Um, as if that's of interest to you. All right. Thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.